Road. And now, meanwhile, 22 pages later, with your host, the Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Mike, if you're going to complain about how loud the intro is, turn down your fucking hearing aid. <laughs> <laughs> turn down your girlfriend. <laughs> she can never be turned down. She's always turned up. Damn, already? <laughs> Wait, were you about to say she's turned up? Because that sounded really rude. I was going to say that she's turned up. <laughs> it, it's a young person's phrase. You wouldn't understand. Ooh. <laughs> oh, Ralph is trigger happy. See what happens when you get three, we- three weeks rest? Yeah, exactly. I thought the young person's phrase anyhow was unemployment. Wow. Oh. <laughs> There's a lot of young person's phrases. We'll go through it later on today. But first, let's welcome the audience. Hey, guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later. Episode 40, as in, oh, all right, yeah, episode 40. We, is that a milestone? I guess so. Uh, well, it would have been better if we had done it earlier. 40 would have been a nice round number for our one year. Yeah, yeah. but it didn't quite work out that way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, here with the guy whose earring aid is always on, Mike the Finance Guy. Thou unmuzzled, plume-plucked, ruinous butt. What? Okay, that, I have no clue for that one. Who's that? Well, I just decided not to do movies. I decided to go with Shakespearean-themed insults. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and the guy next to me who doesn't know what the hell Mike said, thank God, so he joins me in his cluelessness, Ralph the Tech. What? <laughs> Ralph didn't even have one for, <laughs> one for that. In, in the great words of Socrates, who said, I drank what? Ah, <laughs> boo. <laughs> Socrates. I said I wanted to die in Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say something before we begin? I I'm hope not, not. On our way to MFG's house, I realize how much I hate people in the trains. In New York? I can't imagine. In, <laughs> no, they but, seem so sweet, you know, always pushing up against you, listening to music no, my, really my, loud. I figured out what my, I want my, my mutant ability to be. I want to be able to freeze time in sections, meaning that I would only freeze the time of the people waiting outside of the train car so they can let me the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, you're going to freeze them. They're going to all be jammed around the door and you won't be able to get out at all. (laughs) No, no, because they they start off polite. like They have the whole U-shape formation. And then all of a sudden... They bum rush the door. Dude, they they don't even let you out. I I figured out the secret to getting out of the train. Smell? Huh? Well, like, no, no, no. I'd be smelling, you know. Either, either one or two things. Go. Have a tank, <laughs> or wear some football padded gear and just brush out. <laughs> and and it's the people with the babies that kind of bother me the most. Really? Yeah. 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 Well, well, they come in. They come in all charged. I'm like, you do know that, that collapsible little little cradle you, you have there is, is just not really stop me, but it's just going to piss me off when it hits my leg. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. And it's like they're, they're pushing up against you, trying to push you into into the into the freaking cars. It just drove me crazy. Well, it's it's really what happens is, and um, I don't know if you probably don't pay attention when you're on the tracks. It's the announcement that they make when the train's coming. That's why everyone gets the way they do because it's always, ladies and gentlemen, the six train is now arriving. There's free money in there, and is there not another train coming ever again? Get in there. <laughs> And that's a nice segue. Speaking of free, let's do something free for our audience. Let's give them some quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Cap. 
I, I thought the free he was going to talk about was just sit around free. I was just going to go change into some boxers. <laughs> <laughs> free ball? <laughs> Wait, are we supposed to wear boxers? Uh, uh-huh. you know, Commando. Know. Not with slanks. Not with, not with slacks. Slanks? <laughs> slanks. Slanks. Is that women for skanky women? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's how, that's, that's how big my, 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 mem- nah, my member is. <laughs> my I can't even, I can't even <laughs> lie. I can't. His member is so big it takes three of to say it. <laughs> Nice, very nice, <laughs> Ralph. Good one. I was gonna say, I was gonna say it's so big, it's it's referred to as a slank. <laughs> oh my god! Is that a penis? No, it's a slank. <laughs> All right, Mike, what you got there for the quick news? All right, well, CW's Arrow is going from medium to extra large. All right, former medium co-star David Kubit is joining the ever-increasing third season cast as Mark Shaw. Who's that? Who's that? Mark Shaw. You guys don't know. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> then why do you ask? Because <laughs> you should know. Alrighty. Kubit played Detective Lee Scanlon on Medium, which was a great show if anyone saw it, uh, with Patricia Arquette. Right. And will portray DC Comics' Manhunter. Oh. This rendition of Manhunter will be an operative of Argus and initially appears in Star, uh, Starling City under the guise of Corto Maltese, who crosses paths with Diggle. This will not be the first Manhunter reference in the series. Anyone else remember any? No, no, no. No, you know you don't. Don't even think about it. Uh, in late season two, prosecuting district attorney Kate Spencer oh. was brought on screen for several episodes before being killed. And re- uh, she was the man. That was the female Manhunter that they had a few right. years ago. But that was a fantastic series for anyone that has never read that. Um, and recently, a new New 52 villain has been announced to appear on the season. I mean, see me on the series. Simon Lacroix, a.k.a. Komodo, played by Matt Ward, will appear in episode two as an Archer adversary to, um, to Oliver Queen. Other additions to the hit show, uh, let's see, we got a ton. We, we already know we have Brandon Roth as Ray Palmer, the Adam. We have J.R. Ramirez as Ted Grant, Wildcat. We have Charlotte Ross coming in as Felicity's mother. She was Judy Fabre on Glee, for anybody that watches Glee, and I don't. Uh, <laughs> shout out to G. There you go. Mm-hmm. Carl Yoon as Masio Yamashiro. So if I say Yamashiro, you know the other Yamashiro is coming, and your guys are going, who? Again. <laughs> <laughs> so Tatsu, um, we have uh, Devin Aoki as Tatsu Yamashiro, who is also known as Katana. Aww. So she'll be making a TV appearance. And uh, anyone, anyone uh, that watched the original Sin City knows uh, Devin um, Aoki as the original Miho. Oh, okay. Because in, in the new movie, it's a different actress. I yeah. figured that yeah. out, yeah. Um, and Peter Stormare as the new Count Vertigo. The new Count Vertigo? Yes, I can't wait to see how they do this. Is, I bet you they're going to give him powers this time. Probably. I bet you. Or at um, least some like subsonic device or something. something. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, they do say that he's the new one. They're not saying it's him. And if anyone's wondering if they know Peter Stormare, he was John Abruzzi on Prison Break. Okay. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah, everybody knows that guy. So what the hell? Arrow, Arrow's now like, the new name should be Arrow, home of the second tier and third tier characters. <laughs> Arrow, he will eventually be in this series. I mean, there's like no room for him in there. Yeah, man. Like, but, there's going to be a cameo with Batman coming in through. Yeah, no way that's happening. Hell no, especially with Gotham coming out. <laughs> there's no way that's happening. I, and I really am waiting for Gotham, but I'm so nervous. I'm not waiting for Watch, Gotham. There's, I bet you there's going to be some sort of reference to Gotham City or something. Um, I don't know if it's, it's not worth it because it's not the same time period. I mean, I don't know if they I th- bother. I thought you were saying that there's going to be a reference to Gotham City in the in the TV show Gotham. I was like, <laughs> like really, yeah. Ralph? Yeah. Batman knows how to make a bet. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a sure thing. I bet on TV, they're going to have some TV shows. <laughs> yeah. Anybody putting money on that? <laughs> I put down 20. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I think I, I can see them making a, a Gotham reference, but you know what? With the show coming out, and wait a minute, the show's going to be on what channel? 
Fox? Yes. Yeah, yeah I don't think they're going to... But um, I can't see them trying to push... I mean, even though it wouldn't be pushing, and it's all DC's property, but it is kind of like pushing another TV show. Right, another company, so basically yeah. they wouldn't do that. But it would be interesting, though. All right, what else I, you got there, I, Mike? I, that was a lengthy one, so I'll give you something really short. Beginning in all-new X-Men number 31, the fundamental Fab Five flung from a former phase... How you like that one? Alliteration. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll um, dimension hop into the Ultimate Universe for adventures with Miles Morales, the Ultimate X-Men, and many more. What? Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. They're just trying to push their books. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they always? Yeah. I, I, have you? Has anybody been reading um, Miles Morales or any of the other Ultimate comics? I'm way behind in my reading. Yeah. What I'm, about you, Ralph? I'm so far behind. It's like I haven't even started. <laughs> <laughs> that have sounds you, about have right. Have you started? <laughs> nope. Then he's right again. <laughs> well, I mean, it, the Miles Morales universe. I'm just. I'm kind of getting a little ticked off. Oh, why? What have they been doing? Different? I mean, I know that it's. Because it's gotten wiped out so many, I mean, not wiped out, but it's been destroyed in so many ways that finally they're at least having the balls to do what they should have done originally, which is be original, and be original, make the teams very different from what we know them to be, you know, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But and is it like not that. working? Or? Um, no, no, no. I mean, I don't want to give away too much, but I know that in the Miles Morales. Peter um, Parker dies. Peter Parker's alive. What? That gave away more than I wanted, actually, guys. That I didn't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> if you want to know how it happened, read the book. <laughs> oh, Peter Parker's alive after such a pretty decent death. I won't say it was a wonderful death, but a pretty, pretty it was, decent It was a decent death. But, I mean, I, they, they haven't explained how it's happened. And you know how Bendis does. Oh, wait, Bendis do strings things out. Huh? You think it's going to be a clone? I think it's going to be a clone, yeah. Oh. So oh. I'm like, oh, no. Here we go. Or that life model decoy. Oh, an LMD. Yeah. Oh, let me start it on Marvel with Life Model Lick decoys. my dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what LMD should stand for. <laughs> you know, Mom, you should LMD. <laughs> Did you say Ma? Ma, meaning girl, like, like my oh, girlfriend. Not my, like, sorry. Not like mom. Big <laughs> I'm difference. Not, I'm, I'm not Latin. Whoa. I'm like, what did you just say? <laughs> in, La- in the Latin culture. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what else you got there, Mike? All righty. Like it or not. Morphin Time has finally been revealed. Power Rangers, fuck. Lionsgate has officially presented a release date for its Power Rangers reboot, July 22nd, 2016. That means you have plenty of time to get out of town. I'll be uh, 40. Wait, <laughs> they're calling it Morphing Time? No, I oh. was just saying that. it's Morphin Time. Uh, pro- uh, producer Robert Orsi and co-writers Ashley Miller and Zach Stentz have sworn that their reboot will not ruin the series. I personally believe you now have less than two years to prepare for Haim Saban to touch you in a very bad place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I really don't know how you can make the series any better. I don't. I, the Pink Rangers, former prostitute. You know, I don't know what they're going to do. What here. is she, Dana Plato? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Damn. And if you don't know who Dana Plato is, look it up. Different strokes. <laughs> if you don't know who Dana Plato is, that means that you're not 55. Wow. <laughs> Cap is dating himself again. <laughs> it's a good date, too. <laughs> it's a cheap date. <laughs> wow. What else you got there, MFG? Now for something truly nerdy. On October 3rd, the Disney Channel will host the one-hour premiere of Star Wars Rebels, Spark of Rebellion. All right. Uh, the, hmm, the House of the Mouse is hosting this on this particular day because it's the anniversary of the start of the Clone Wars, which began in 2008, so it started on the same day. Okay. The show will then move to its regular time of 9 p.m. on Disney XD beginning October 13th. So what is it about? Well, a ragtag starship crew battles the evil Galactic Empire, which is hunting down and killing the last of the Jedi Knights. Now, this is part I found interesting. I mean, well, not this one part. It's the CGI animated series, so you know what right. you're getting there. This part I found interesting because, again, I, I, as much as I've seen all the Star Wars, I'm not a Star Wars freak, so I don't know the timing of things. 
But um, since this is all mostly in canon, the way they kind of work it, it says that the series is set 14 years after episode three, Revenge of the Sith, and four years prior to episode four, A New Hope. So that means so in the, the Star Years universe, the difference between three and four is 18 years. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah. But also, it, it, it can't be, though, because, I mean, no, was no, Luke Skywalker supposed to only be, well, I guess he was he, well, he was, he was like he a late teen, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess he was there. I guess he was 18. I guess he would be 18 then. That makes or 17 something. or something yeah. like that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, 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 so finally we have some, some in between stories between when Vader becomes Darth Vader and when Luke Skywalker first well, appears. Right. There are a lot of Star Wars novels that were released. Right. Yeah, but, they, know, but, but those aren't, I think, considered particularly canon. I think they're. I think, some kind of, of I think, I think all of them are canon, actually. I think yeah. all, all, the, all the books are canon. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I thought it wasn't. Because George Lucas has his hand on all that stuff. Oh, oh really? Uh oh. So, yeah, somebody should turn off their phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like in the theater. But um, yeah, so that's for, for all those Star Wars nerds out there. You know who you are. Alrighty. So. Cap. <laughs> oh, no, I, I know the other Star Wars nerd, but I'm going to keep his name. The other name Star Wars nerds, they don't listen to our podcast. Um, oh. <laughs> Alrighty, so let me take a moment to do Ralph's job. Now, you know, I've stuttered, so I've done the cap. It's time for me to spoil. Because this yeah. one, this just, just pissed me off. Alrighty. I told you it was contagious. <laughs> It's like herpes. I kept putting a cream on, but evidently not. <laughs> All right. Uh, DC Comics Batman Beyond 2.0 is set two years after the end of the fantastic TV series Batman Beyond. All right. Now, for the hoes at home that don't know about the animated series, here's a quick synopsis. It's 40 years after the end of the new Adventures of Batman cartoon. Batman got old and nobody likes Bruce Wayne. Uh, a young man <laughs> named Terry McGinnis takes up the mantle of Batman under the audiovisual tutelage of Bruce whenever McGinnis is wearing the high-tech bat suit. All right. So now we're good. Anyway. The powers that be in the DC bullpen have decided to inject insane, insane melodrama into the life of the Bat family. Everyone get ready for this. Oh, boy. In Batman Beyond 2.0, number 28, digital now, print on uh, October 27. Okay. I'm sorry, August 27. We learned that <clears throat> Barbara and Dick had a relationship, but the timing was wrong. Then Bruce had some play in Barbara's Batcave for some time. Whoa. But then Dick returned and his relationship with Barbara got serious and they were ready to spend their lives together. But then Bruce becomes angry and jealous of their reformed relationship. But then Barbara tells Bruce she's seven weeks pregnant and Bruce bitterly states he'll congratulate Dick. But then Barbara says Dick's only been back for three weeks. Uh. But then instead of letting Barbara handle things, Bruce rushes off and tells Dick that Barbara's expecting and that Bruce is the father. But then Barbara goes to stop a crime and is beaten so badly that she has a miscarriage. And that's why Bruce and Dick no longer talk in the future. What the fuck? Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. I'm like seriously. I'm like you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Who wrote this? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you should care because then anytime that writer comes on on board, you're like, oh no, we're keeping him away. <laughs> he probably written some like telenovelas back in the past. Or seriously, something. didn't you expect that? Yeah. Wow. Que lastima. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Or you need someone to be like, Juan, tú eres el papá. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't believe that DC would allow that. Now that stuff is not in tan. I mean, it's not in canon. Sure, it is. It's Batman Beyond 2.0. It's the future of Batman. Yeah. I mean, it's it's their future. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is that all of the quick? You could grunt, grunt again. Go ahead. Yeah. Go. That. Uh, yeah. Do it again, baby. <laughs> Slower. I am Batman. <laughs> I can't see him porking fucking Barbara Gordon. I'm like, I'm like, I get that she's a grown woman now, but you've noticed since she was like 14. Yeah, dude, have some respect. Weird. Absolutely. You think you are Professor X and Jean Grey? Listen, wow. shit happens. Working late nights in a bat cave where it's all dark. 
and you know you get dressed in front of each other wearing tight leather outfits yeah. or tight tight latex outfits <laughs> exactly and you got a whip right right there so <laughs> sounds like we've thought about it a little bit too much there ralph <laughs> <laughs> mike I is that all the quick news that is all the quick news i can stomach after that nonsense okay well i'm gonna throw one into the ring uh-oh um have you guys seen the batman v superman trailer that was released at comic-con no. no, they pulled it down too quick before. What? Yeah. They pulled it down? Yeah. Dude, yeah, they would definitely pull that down. <laughs> that sounds down. like drill dirty. They pulled it down. <laughs> they pulled it down too quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so, so, so for those who have not seen the videos of Batman v Superman, I'll give you a quick idea of what it is. Um, you, you, you see the, um, the bat signal in the air mm-hmm. and on a cloudy night, and then you, it pans over to the rooftop. And you see, you could barely make it out, but you can see Batman next to next to the um, the bat signal okay. on the roof. Then you go back to to the sky, and all of a sudden you see lightning crashing. And when you see lightning crashing, all of a sudden you look in the middle of the bat signal, and you see these two red eyes. And then Superman starts to form out, and Superman looks kind of angry. Then it gets a closer look of Batman, and it's Ben Affleck in the Batman costume, very similar to what. Frank Miller's. Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. Right. So it's a Batman like like robotic like not robotic like but you can see it's it's a lot more angular. So right. it looks like it's a um, like a combat suit. suit. Right. And, and Batman and you see Batman as as it's closing in Batman's face and you see the eyes are white. Yeah. They glow white. Yeah, and then then then, then it says Batman v Superman. <laughs> so, so now you what got my groan it is <laughs> contagious where's the cream are you having like an orgasm over there or something what well, a small <laughs> orgasm like, it, it's not even befitting that movie I would have no orgasm for that that, that, that <laughs> no, in no looked, way enticed me to see this it movie it looked cool until I realized that it looked just like Miller like, right. like Miller's idea because it looked cool Like it looked like Superman was going to kick Batman's ass but then when you see Batman in the suit you're like oh this is this is um, Dark Knight Returns mm-hmm. oh no but, but also it's just like you, you accept it. you can accept that, um, the Dark Knight Returns because it's a great book and you know it's from its time period. It's what it is. Yeah. Batman will not ever beat Superman. Period. It's not even a it's not even a thought worth having. You know, uh, Kryptonite. Uh, no. <laughs> and not even in that universe because there's no such thing as Kryptonite. It's not, and even if they, and right. well, I mean, even if they want to say, and you know, here's the prologue uh you know after the battle of metropolis kryptonite was ever i mean even if they wanted to do that the point is even if he got close enough to get a couple of jabs in he realizes this is kryptonite because by that point he would also know what kryptonite is and what it could do it's like all right bruce i'll just heat beam you from afar hold on hold on you think <laughs> superman can barely figure out that he's fucking that he's destroying a city you think he's gonna figure out what kryptonite is <laughs> he's, he's gonna walk up close oh my god i'm weak let me walk closer to it again oh my god i'm weak again that, that's how it's gonna go down <laughs> it's just like which just makes it even dumber that's my whole point is that it's just a stupid it's a stupid battle that it's already been done it's already existed you know it was great in the book because it was fun it's just it doesn't work you know what i, I was well i'm willing to give it a try i'm just afraid what Zack snyder is going to do with it that's my thing because yeah, Zack snyder is a visual it, he likes visual um montages and, and he likes putting visual visual like images together but i can't see him doing a batman superman you know and being any good yeah. And unfortunately, he signed up for, for two of them, right? I don't. I, I am not following this at all. I have no idea. But, I mean, you know, the only thing I can hope for is that they'll get rid of Zack Snyder and put Michael Bay in. <laughs> so, we, so we can have explosions? Oh, and, and Mike wanted a segue. <laughs> so on that note, let's segue to the first half of the show. We got to see a couple of weeks ago <laughs> um, the Michael Bay movie, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, I'll say before we even get into the synopsis or anything, I have always been a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan. 
from way back when Eastman and Laird came out with their black and white books back in 81, 82? Something like that. Something like that. Um, and they had their dark, really, really sketchy looking artwork. I loved it. Right. Well, they were darker, too. I mean, it was, much, it was a serious comic. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to get to that in a second. What are you going to say, Ralph? You're not a bigger fan as me. I changed my name so I could become one of the turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad the name and the personality don't match. <laughs> All right, so with the synopsis of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by Michael Bay is MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Trending everywhere. <laughs> it's not trending anywhere. All right. Neither is Turtles. <laughs> All right, Michael Bay has once again crapped in his adult diapers and liked what he smelled. All right, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2014 serves to reboot the Heroes on a Half Shell franchise with a $125 million FX budget and a nickel script. Uh, the script has currently, I mean, sorry, the film has currently grossed $133 million domestically and $201 million worldwide total. Wow. So think about that. All right, that's, wow. that's pretty scary when it costs yeah. $125 all right, because that two hundred million, you basically divide that in half, because that's how much they pay out between advertising and the theaters. Right. So they haven't made their movie yet, but now the movie has, and also the movie has a twenty percent um, rating on Rotten Tomatoes compared to the nineteen ninety movie, which had forty one percent, and yet still a sequel is planned for June third of twenty sixteen. I want to see how long that plan works. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe they won't do a sequel, and they'll do like a reboot. They'll do an apology. How do you do a reboot of one movie? <laughs> they retconned the first. I don't one. know. Let's let's watch Superman, Man of Steel. Oh, oh that's oh. right. <laughs> very true. Very true. Okay. So synopsis: Channel Six's intrepid reporter April O'Neil stumbles upon a robbery by the Foot Clan, where she witnesses their takedown by large, mysterious figures with killer moves. Using everything except her acting skills, our heroine manages to track down the vigilantes, only to find that they are four anthropomorphic turtles that were trained in the art of ninjutsu by a giant anthropomorphic rat who read a book about it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Shredder hunts the turtles wearing a Cuisinart accessory and chops, dices, and purees them into submission. With a backstory so incestuously convoluted, even Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch were offended, and humor so lame, you'll laugh more watching Schindler's List. You'll need, <laughs> you'll need to watch the 1990 version in the theater on your cell phone in order to survive this kawa bunch of shit. It's <laughs> starring Megan Fox as April O'Neil, Will Arnett as Verno, oh sorry, yeah, Verno Fenwick, William Fitchner as Eric Satz, Alan Richson, I'm sorry, Alan Richson as Raphael, Noah Fisher as Michelangelo, Jeremy Howard as Donatello, Johnny Knoxville as Leonardo, Tony Shalhoub as Splinter, Tohuru, oh, sorry, yeah, Tohuru Masamune as Shredder, and Whoopi Goldberg as that sassy black woman. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. She, Johnny Knoxville was Leonardo. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! He was Miss Cass. He should have been like like um, um not in the movie. Yeah, he should yeah. have not been in the movie. You're wow. right. Wow. <laughs> Ralph, you forgot to press warning. Make sure the volume's up and press warning so our people are warning. This segment may contain spoilers. Well, so leave Ralph alone. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Will will contain spoilers." Will contain spoilers. Absolutely. Um. All right. So, before, <laughs> I guess let's jump right into it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 2.0? 3.0? I don't even know what point oh it is. I don't know. Oh, point oh. It was pointless. Okay. <laughs> well, let's go right into it. Um, what what would you feel about what would you feel about it? Likes, dislikes, what? Go ahead. I like the action, but just the story that it didn't grab me. You know, like I don't seeing. Fine, you got a, a nice hot young thing as April O'Neil. Hot? Yeah, Megan Fox. Come on. Megan Fox hot went some. Her face went somewhere. <laughs> I, 
I don't know what happened to the girl. If if Megan Fox from the tran- first Transformers movie did that, I would be like, yes. And it's only seven years. Her face looked like it got worn over. You know what it is? Like the mental image that I have of her gets transplanted onto the screen, so I didn't see what she looked like now. You got her nostalgic. Yeah, she's like <laughs> Megan Fox. <laughs> and I think she had more talent acting in, in the Transformer. Her acting was horrible. Horrible. I mean, I talked to other people, and they were just like, yeah, it was bad. Everyone mentions particularly how bad her acting is. It sounded like every one of her lines was her first take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've heard porn with better acting. Wow. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> and, and less um, surgery. <laughs> <laughs> or at least the same amount. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I, I definitely agree. I mean, I feel, I feel um, her rendition of April O'Neil. I mean, that could have been so many other people who played a better April O'Neil. I even wish it was Sandra Bullock from back in the day, because Sandra yeah. Bullock would play a really good April O'Neil. She oh, has yeah. that look, you know. She she could do the the snarky reporter, you know, who's, oh, yeah. you know, who's really smart. First thing I'm seeing off the bat, lazy writing, lazy yeah. writing. Was there writing? <laughs> <laughs> well, there was writing because there was movies, but I mean, it, it was like you know, get from this scene to this scene, and then tying in April to the turtles. Oh. What the hell? You know, it, it felt like you know when they were. Thinking up the story for this movie, they just put a whole bunch of topics on a board and just threw darts. Our yeah. favorite theory. <laughs> yeah. Our boy theory. No, like, once again, like some other, that like, kind of like the Transformer movie where we were saying like what was on the cutting room floor and I'm like nothing. Yeah. It sounds like that dartboard with all the ideas, they didn't choose. They just took them all. <laughs> <laughs> they all sound great. I, I don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> Let's use them all. It, it was just like, wait, so, so April has known the turtles. Now, I understand if, if April's father was a scientist. That was pushing it. But that she would remember the turtles and, and, and had seen the turtles yeah. since she was little. Yeah, and that her father made the goblin formula. That just blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have just fit right in. If, she, if her father had been Norman Osborn, I would have been like, I'm on board. <laughs> you know? But it was like, yeah. oh, man. Yeah. Like, like, the, then the fact that she ran home, she goes, I remember that symbol because the turtles at one point had put up a symbol after um, they finished beating up the foot one right. time. Which they only use the symbol twice, by the way. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why put up the symbol if you're only, only going to use it once? Well, well she no. said she had lots of pictures. Of yeah, because apparently it had happened before. Before. You okay there? Uh, yeah. oh, you haven't. Had, you haven't had the uh, dragon stuff. Hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't had dragon bird. We're not in my house. Ah, there we go. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, I mean, that whole time when she pulled it was like project, whatever it was. It may have been Renaissance. Been, yeah, Renaissance. Yeah, that's right because of the name of the turtles. But uh. I, that, they should have just called it Project Tying This Bullshit In. Because it, it just was the most ridiculous thing that she, and then that the, she saved the turtles' lives during the fire, which she saw her father die in, and yeah. she didn't go to save him. She, she just grabbed the turtles, the turtles yeah. and a rat. <laughs> I'm like, so dad, not really liking you. <laughs> Guess you shouldn't have come in late at night when mom said no. Wow. <laughs> no, apparently her father was already dead. But what, she's a doctor too? <laughs> at the age of eight, she would have tried to grab her dad, or, or at least try to like, like, like talk, talk like, to him. Right, like we didn't even get like a daddy, wake up, daddy, wake up, and then she's like, oh well, fuck you, I'm gonna grab the turtles and the rat. I'll be back for you, <laughs> you know. Um, so that she's their savior. I'm like, yeah. it was just too much. I I I, I locked on to, to that, and I was like, oh, and I, that that gave me because I had hope for the movie. And I said, okay, forget April O'Neil. Let's see how bad this Michael Bay movie was. I'll be honest with you. The writing was horrible. The portrayal of the turtles, per se, what, I don't. Everybody was bitching about the changes. I didn't mind some of the changes. I mean, some, like making them right. six foot makes sense because now they're formidable. Yeah. Right. You know, ma- making them six foot turtles make them really kick ass. They had to be taller than six feet unless she's only four foot one. <laughs> I mean, seriously, they were really because even when they said in the movie, I mean, they did say in the movie they were six feet, but I'm like, sh- they were towering, I and mean, they weren't just like she looked up a little bit. They were towering over her, and I'm like. 
Unless she's four feet tall, those are like seven foot turtles. I don't know why everyone keeps saying they're six feet tall. Well, even then, this is I'm about- six two and no one looks up to me that large. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I, I, and that's I, also that. That's also the thing too. I, I'd rather them have said they were seven foot turtles because, I mean, granted, there are people in the world over seven feet, but that's rare to find people this tall. So, like, like I said, I'm six two. So it's like, so the turtles are shorter than me. That's it. I mean, granted, they're walking, talking turtles, so that just makes you freak out right there. But otherwise, it's like. Again, intimidating? Not really. I'm taller than you. you know? I, well, but, but, but see, that's why... People, and I have a better origin story. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> if you're looking for Mike's origin story, please go to uh, meanwhile22pageslater.com and you'll be able to see all the origin stories of us three. Yes. Uh, nice bat plug uh, good. I find my opportunity. I segue everything. <laughs> <laughs> everything. <laughs> Even his opinions. Um, Speaking well, of getting <laughs> fucked up the ass, <laughs> as, everybody, as everybody's like, oh, my God. <laughs> what I was going to say... <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say was that people are so, and mind you, Mike, and I'll say Mike and I even included, sometimes we get so tied into what the origin story was from the original book that sometimes we have to realize that some things don't work in the movies. In, right. in the cartoon and in the, and in the, in the comic book, they're four foot turtles. Yep. They said they're four feet tall. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so it wouldn't work for movies. So like, so, and I'm you know, fine with that. I'm fine with this. You know, at first I wasn't. I was like, oh, they're changing it. They're, they're making them two feet taller, but now it makes sense. Right. You know, okay. But then now here's my issue, and it's going to bring in another, another person. If you're going to make the turtle six feet, Shredder's got to be bigger than them. Right. Because Shredder looks like, if, if he looks like he's on par with them, four of those turtles should be kicking his ass. Right. He should, I felt like the turtle should maybe be about five, nine, maybe six foot. And then Shredder should have been like six something, seven feet. I suppose. I mean, but you know, I mean, if you look back at so many of the um, karate movies themselves, you ever notice the senseis always seem shorter than the actual hero, and mm-hmm. yet the sensei is the one that teaches everybody. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, so I, I think that doesn't bother me as much. We're also not talking about the sensei. We're talking about the villain. You know, it's a different everything. mindset. You know, visual. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see what you mean with that. Um, but that was also well, that's a whole um, Splinter thing. Also got me. Oh, I am Splinter. <laughs> I, for some reason, speak with Asian accent. <laughs> but the turtles don't. And right. I raised them. And I taught them how to talk. Apparently, <laughs> learning ninjutsu from a book also gives you an Asian accent. Ah, that yeah. explains what happens when I go read about Chinese cooking. I was so mad at that. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, I was willing to forgive certain things. I was like, okay, six foot turtles, okay. Okay, their face look, look a little bit weird, but their personality is basically the same. The minute he said that, he read a book on ninjutsu. Yeah. And taught himself. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> See, I would prefer. There were like two different origins that I've heard for for Splinter. One was that he learned from Yamato Yoshi, right? right. And the other one is that he, he is, is Yamato, Yamato Yoshi. Yoshi. You right. know, I would have preferred any one of those two. I agree, absolutely. Yeah. Even if you don't want to be that he is Yamato Yoshi, then fine. He's a rat that I learned from him by what mimicking his moves. Right. I'm okay with that. that. As silly as that is, again, I'd take that. It works for me. But learning from ninjutsu, the ancient art of... Who the fuck writes a freaking book with all the secrets of ninjutsu? You can't even learn all the secrets of ninjutsu. The secrets of ninjutsu. Available right now, (laughs) $19.99. It's a bestseller on Amazon. Or $24.99 on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) I was like... Buy this book now. $15 if you want it. $20 if you don't. You can't can't teach that stuff. And by the way, I meant Shredder, not Splinter when I said that. Oh, okay. That's Um, what I was getting. Yeah, sorry about that. That's why I said Sensei. I was like, well, my bad. No, I meant Shredder. I feel like that Shredder should have been taller. Well, Shredder, should being have, Shredder should have just been anything but what he was. Yeah. I and mean, he was he. It was just so ridiculous the way you got. It did not happen this way, but you almost felt like Shredder should have already faced the turtles and was defeated by them, and therefore needed an upgrade. Yeah. So we just get an upgraded Shredder that was upgraded from well, we don't know from what. He just got an upgrade. Well, he was in human form, so he was like, eh. But, but they were like, your armor has been upgraded. 
That's yeah. what they said to him. So you're like, well, I guess well, what was it before? I mean, remember, it, we can't use past knowledge because this is the first time this has all been seen. So, right. so you're like upgraded from what was wrong with your old outfit. I mean, we, we don't know. I, we <laughs> have know? to assume that before he just had regular old armor. You know, not, yeah, but I mean, you know, that's what I'm saying. Though. That's a dangerous phrase, though. We have to assume is yeah. a very dangerous yeah. phrase because you're right. We have to assume. But then so many but people, why when, am we, I? when we talk about assumption. Yeah. It, yeah. it can lead people into many different places, so that's why you don't want your audience to assume. And then with this armor, you can pretty much say, "Do you really have any sort of fighting skill?" Because all you were using was the armor, right? You know, and he would do like some weird kick, but, but that's the thing—the armor was so awkward. Yeah, and it's like it, it, it enhanced him. So who who knows if that's at his speed or the armor speed? Right. You know, I liked Shredder when he was out of costume and they made him kind of mysterious and, and like powerful without his, his stuff. I like that in the beginning. And as long as I oh, did yeah. a little bit of it because it shows, okay, I'm not only a fucking powerful um, leader with the armor on, I'm Shredder without the armor. The armor just enhances my abilities. Right, I but, like that. But that was only, what, a half a minute in right. the very beginning of the movie and you're like, that's and what I'm saying. Like you, you He's get fighting feeling. his underlings. Who knows if they didn't take a dive? Come on. Right. Oh, please. <laughs> well, if we kick his ass, you know what's going to happen next. <laughs> you know? We won't hear the end of it. Die, just die, just die. Act like you're dead. It's like that. That um, did you anybody see the um? Oh, what's the name of it? The robot chicken episode of Star Wars, right? And, and it's about Darth Vader using the the choke. Oh, and people are saying that they they had well, to the, fake it. They're pretending, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same thing with Shredder. <laughs> Seriously, I, it just it was just you didn't care, and that was the thing that I had said even at the theater. Like normally, you know, like especially like with Transformers. Another Michael Bay movie. Uh, the <laughs> last one that was just so horrible. I mean, at some point, you know, we're all turning like, oh, did you see this? Or blah, 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 blah. That humorous, humorous comment here. I didn't, I literally did not say one word to any of you guys. No, you I was just leaning because I didn't care. Like, the movie didn't interest me enough to care. Let me go on record on saying this is the quietest movie I've ever sat next to Mike in. Yeah. And mind you, we've yeah. seen some movies. Yeah. We've no, seen seriously. some movies. <laughs> and it wasn't like because I was being a hater. It just, it, it wasn't bad enough that you were just like, this is just a piece of shit and I cannot wait to rag on. It was just, it was that kind of bad where you're like, I'm bored. Yeah. And, the, you know, and it just, that movie, luckily it was only an hour and 41 minutes. Uh, you know, if, if this had been like some two and a half hour movie, I would have been slaughtering people in the theater. There's no two ways about <laughs> it. You know, sorry, Colorado. <laughs> I won't, see, I won't, wow, um, too soon. Um, I, I won't say, see, you know what, it's funny. I think for different ages, it means something. Because I, I know for as an adult, there's parts of it that really annoyed me. But I know if I was a 12, 13-year-old, I would have enjoyed it. Right. And I think that's who they were targeting also. Especially with their marketing ploys of Pizza Hut. And I'm like, oh, my God. Right. I mean, before. It's funny. We watched movies before. And they did um, product placement. Right. It was a little more subtle. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a, mean, little mo- a little more. A little more. A little more. Right. Well, yeah. And there was that. But also, though. See, and, this, and again, I, I know I sound like a prude when I say it. But here you go. It, it's just... When I know you're marketing children, yeah. children, children, we're not okay, talking no, I, about 17 year olds that are still children. I mean, we're, you're marketing actual children, like eight year olds. That's your marketing audience. And then up from there, it's like it wasn't like once even a brief, like I think what, three, four times it was just like, you know, ass and, and, and things like that. And I'm just like, I know the society's changing a bit, but why do you have to put that? Cause then see what it does is it makes the movie what PG 13. Yeah. Right. It's what it does. And I, and I, I think we've talked briefly before about that. It's like, I know that the, that Hollywood doesn't like PG movies if they can avoid them only because then the people that are in their mid teens think it's going to be a children's movie and won't go see it. Right. And therefore, and also the people that are below 12, most parents will let them see it, especially if they hear that not much, anything goes on and they feel like they're kind of seeing a movie that the older kids see. 
So they kind of get this double audience, and I get that. But it's just one of those things I'm like, well, you know, it's it's just weird. I'm like, I, I don't need any amount of cursing in a movie that you're marketing towards eight-year-olds. It's and, just one of those things to me. And just to clarify for the audience to, to know, what the hell is MFG ranting about? What is he on his soapbox about? Um, there's a couple of times in it where they you, where they talk about April O'Neil, uh, oh my goodness, you know, surprise, Megan Fox. And, and they're talking about like her ass and her boobs, right. and they're making these references to yeah. her. And it's like... Wow. Okay. And I, that part, I was. I mean, you you could have done it different ways. I see what Mike's right. saying. Well, she's you could a have beautiful done, girl. I mean, like 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 the nineteen nineties movie. They liked April O'Neil, but they weren't like, "Yo, baby, you want to get on this?" You know, yeah. kind of a thing. And I'm like, "Who are you marketing this to?" Yeah. You know? Could you imagine a movie that's just all like done by marketing? <laughs> all right. In a world where Coca Cola rules everything, Pepsi, <laughs> the lone competitor, stands up against them. With their help of Taco Bell and McDonald's. But Pizza Hut will stand in its way. Yeah. Could <laughs> yeah. you imagine? You're right. <laughs> but but go, go back to the movie for a second. I was going to say, um, what was it? Oh, what did you think about the, tur- the portrayal of the turtles themselves, their personalities? They were distinct, which was actually interesting that they were able to get distinct characters. Not because they weren't before, but I mean, I'm surprised that the writer cared enough. Right. So that I thought they did a good job. I agree. You know, I um, thought that was, that, that was still... Close and true to the comic. I once again, well, kind of part of what I had mentioned about the shredder. I mean, the splinter thing with the fact that he speaks like he's Asian and he speaks very well and very proper and da da da, and that they're extremely urban sounding, like you know, like inner city type feel. And it's like so, and it was so much stronger than before. Like before, they talked like youth. Mm-hmm. This was particularly inner city youth, even though they they weren't portrayed as being idiots or anything like that. It still. For me, at least I can say, I, it felt borderline. And that's the only way to put it. I, it wasn't um, like uh, the second uh, Transformers movie, but um, it felt borderline racist for some odd reason. Wow. It, I, it I didn't just, feel that way at all. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It just, I don't know what it was about it. It just, I, I it just, it, I kept feeling like I was being slightly insulted, you know, by them. And I don't know what it was with that. Yeah, see, I, I didn't get that feel at all. I mean, I'm, and I'm going to have to watch the movie again. No, no, no I'm kidding. No, you're not. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> unless my mom, unless my, my mom goes, let's watch it. <laughs> it doesn't have Hugh Jackman's ass in it. She's not going to go see it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I, I didn't I didn't get that vibe from them at all. I mean, I got, I, I, I hear about the inner city, but I didn't get a part where, um, I, where I felt insulted in that regard. But then again, it's a Michael Bay movie, so it's right. always possible. Right. Well, it's like, you know, things like um, that would get me again, because like I said, they weren't, it wasn't like the Transformer movie with where the two over, idiots, right, where they were like, we're illiterate and we're urban. Um, it was just kind of like, like, kind of actually kind of doubling up on the thing we just spoke about beforehand, where, you know, he's just like, yo, mama, anytime you want any of this kind of thing. And it was just like, hmm, I don't, <laughs> it's just, it just feels. It's like you didn't really touch me in a bad place, but it felt like I. But it felt like I knew you wanted to. Because <laughs> like your because your eyes kind of went there. I yeah. felt like you grazed it. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, like you were just kind of moving your hand to reach in your pocket. Okay, I see you're saying. You kind of yeah. hit my crotch at the same time. You know, like. <laughs> well, one thing I'll say is, I mean, but only one of them really had that because right. That's I mean, why I said it only touched on it for me. Yeah, because you know. I know that the, my problem was Donatello. Donatello was like Simon from Alvin the fucking Chipmunks. He was, and my thing you is, you mean, uh, yeah, yeah, Donatello. Kind of right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, motherfucker. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, no, but Don, yeah, stop watching the movie. But it was, <laughs> but it was like Alvin if he just hit puberty and just like saw his first like naked girl in a magazine. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're teen, they're teenage mutant ninja turtles. So they're teenagers. So they're, they're well, we're turtles. Yeah. 
<laughs> and, and we're ninjas. <laughs> and, and we're mutants. And oh, we're we also happen to be teenagers. That was dumb, by the way. What wasn't? Well, how about when Will Arnett? Oh, you mean they're heroes on a half shell? That movie, that theater couldn't have been any quieter for every <laughs> joke they had. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> how about at the end when they show up with their little turtle mobile and they oh. blow up his car? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, they, they even foreshadow it so bad. He's like, yeah. what can happen now? Yeah. Yeah. Boom. I mean, I felt like, I mean, I agree with Mike that the, the turtles, they, they were very distinctive personality. I feel like they... They gave Raphael a huge cock. They're like, he's the savior. Like, yeah. Relax. Yeah. It's supposed to be Leonardo. That's what it's supposed to be. And no, they, no. They, they, I, I like that, that it's Raphael. <laughs> of course you would. But Raphael should be getting his ass kicked and getting his ass handed to him. And you know, he's the baddest, supposedly the battle. He's a rebel. It doesn't mean he's the best fighter. He's just a rebel. They he's didn't, the strongest. They, they didn't give Leonardo enough push. They gave Mike, Mikey push. And I understand for the kids to give Mikey a push. Donatello, like I said, they didn't know how to mix... Um, Brains and fighting ability and humor. The okay. Beast in the X Men movies have a that's the perfect formula okay. if you want a smart, a really really smart fighter on your team. Right. That's the way it should be. And okay. Donatello was like, oh my god, he's like me at ten years old. Well, that was the thing too. Like I didn't. I mean, as much as again, I thought their personalities, meaning the way they spoke um, and what they talked about, gave individuality. Their fighting wasn't. It, yeah. You could have put any turtle in any fight, and it was just the same turtle. Right. You know, like. Uh, oh, and speaking of turtles and fighting, what do we think about their bouncing bulletproof cells? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bulletproof. <laughs> I was like, yeah. no. Yeah. It, we see Raphael with all the bullets in him, and then he, like, flexes his pecs or and something. And they bounce back and out. And the bullets just bounce back out. But, but it, and it's not even like they just bounce out and fell. They bounce back out with enough trajectory yeah. to shoot the people that shot them back. And I'm like, yep. okay, that's beyond bulletproof now. That's just that. I, and then I was watching that, and I'm like, wow, these turtles could actually beat Superman. And you, know, and you know why? Because he would just laugh himself to death. <laughs> I was just, it was just, it was way over the top. And it just made for an excuse of now I don't have to have any intelligent thought to any of the battle scenes because they really just can't be hurt. Right. That, you know. Well, except by Shredder who cracks Ralph's shell. Yeah. I, I don't know what he hit him with exactly, but well, it wasn't he, a bullet. He stepped on him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was just, how about how about when and that the, shell that got cracked that never came up is important except for when he mentioned my shell got cracked. Yeah, how about when uh, um, they're trapped inside their cells, mm-hmm. with Donnie, Raphael, uh, oh, Donnie, I Donnie Leonardo, about, and Michelangelo, right? and then Donnie's like adrenaline, adrenaline. She's, and then April's like, wait, what? Oh, adrenaline. Okay, hold on. And she's like. Pumps it up all the way to like 200. No, no, get it right. She pressed a button that had labeled on it adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I, I think. Shit. But, but it was good because they changed the button to just be labeled adrenaline. I think before it said how to get the heroes out of a situation. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just what the button should have said. I'm like, why did you, first of all, why do you have this button right on this console? That's what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> like, this is a horrible. And then. No, and then is, you sure it was adrenaline and not cocaine? Because when they came out of those uh, the cells, yeah. they were like, Whoo! oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I yeah. feel good. And I, I could have sworn I saw one of them go. <laughs> Coming from the animal that has no nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes, there was, just, there was just a lot of that kind of stuff going on. But uh, it was, And also, by the way, another movie. In a row of Michael Bay. Now, at least this time, April, I mean, for this movie, April is at least of age. But is Michael Bay just trying to put the word out there? Because it's like, even as, as much as she's fucked her face up um, with surgery, but it's like, you know, she's still young. 
and Will Arnett is all of like what 183. <laughs> I'm like, and yet that was there was their love connection, and you know, and I'm like, Michael Bay, are you trying to tell some women out there something? You know, like <laughs> I'm up, I'm available. <laughs> I'm in love with a man. I nearly twice my age. <laughs> I, I thought Megan Fox wouldn't work with Michael Bay ever again. No, there wasn't that. Well, well, there was that for a while, and then she then they kissed and made up. So you know. Well, according to again, just one of the many things that says that they know what they're talking about. Her Hitler reference to Michael Bay, which whatever she meant it as, whether she, you know, whatever, it was Spielberg supposedly that took her off the project. Oh, wow. And, but Spielberg denies that. So we don't know what really all happened, but evidently wow, they kissed no- and made up. Either that or this was Michael Bay's way of going, oh, yeah, fuck you, bitch. I won't put you in my movie. <laughs> this will fuck your career. Or, or <laughs> you know. I just imagine if those comments were really meant for Spielberg. Oh, my goodness. How bad would that be? <laughs> Spielberg may have suggested her for this movie. Wow. <laughs> and you must sign up for the next nine <laughs> sequels. Quick question. Did anybody care why the foot wanted to release the gas on New York City? No. Mm-mm. No. Also, I'd like to know this. They were going to release the gas that they had no antidote to save themselves from. And they had no at all knowledge that there were any turtles or rat. That well, had the mutagen in it. There, no, if you listen closely, the plan wasn't to release the mutagen until they had right. But that's the right. But the mute right. So we're they, okay. Think they about had this. it right. They, they had the, the gas, but they just didn't have the right. Antidote. But the mutagen was already in place in the spire of the Empire State Building. Now think about this: you don't have a way to stop you know yourself from dying from this thing. If anything, plane crash, lightning strike, anything released that toxin by accident. So why was your plan? in motion except for the invaluable part of yeah i need to save my own life like you know what i mean like that mutagen should have been like oh yeah it's still like way underground away yeah Yeah, it was just like so you've been ready for years years for something that you didn't know existed right (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that was a bunch of bs but before we get down to i know you want to get down to this part i wanted to read uh this synopsis of the we've all heard rumor about that original script possibility of them being aliens yeah this this is a quick synopsis um of that on august 12th um august 2012 an early version of the script dated from uh January 30th, 2012, titled The Blue Door Was Leaked Online. It featured major changes to the origins. The turtles hail from another dimension that consists of turtle warriors. Splinter is an alien from the same dimension as well. Shredder is Colonel Schrader, um, who is a government agent who is secretly an alien who can grow blades from his body. The Foot Clan is just the foot, an elite black ops unit led by Colonel Schrader. Casey Jones is an 18-year-old security guard slash amateur ice hockey player that finds the turtles and is the focus of the film. April is also 18 and is having a rela- is having relationship troubles with Casey because she is moving to New York due to an internship at CBS. Raphael is the comic release instead of Michelangelo, and Michelangelo falls in love with a turtle woman from his home planet. That's what we could have had. That sounds a lot better than what we had. No. No. Yes. It, yeah, if you named it anything about turtles, but it's not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> what I'll say is this, and it was kind of leading into what I was going to say, because I was going to say, you know, do we have anything else to add before we do ratings? I was going to say that this movie could have been a lot worse. This movie could have been a lot worse than we anticipated. It was bad. Oh, yeah. But, but it wasn't as bad as it ended up being, because, I mean, they kept a lot of things, uh, all the changes we expected, like you just read right there, didn't happen. Right. And I'm okay with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm okay. But, but almost, I, I wonder, though, was that leak intentional only because this way they went, think of the movie you could have had. Now look at this piece of shit. You like it now, don't you? <laughs> don't you? I was thinking that also. I was like, well, maybe it might have been like the, like what, what sales people do. 
This car is worth five thousand dollars. You can't pay five thousand. All right, I'll I'll give it to you for two thousand. Meanwhile, the car is worth like five hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Anything else you guys want to add? Mm, nope. Unless you happen to have kidnapped a six-year-old kid, don't go see the movie. <laughs> Which leads me to ratings. Okay, so how are we going to rate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I'm going to go go first and say, um, I'm going to give you two ratings. I'm going to say if you're a kid under 12, it's four cowabungas out of six. If you are an adult or over the age of 13, it is three rats learning martial arts from a book out of six. I felt like it was, I mean, it wasn't as horrible some, as Transformers. And it kept nothing and, is, but you know what? It, there, there were some fun parts, but it just um, the, the the plot holes were too big, and the the, the fun they were having was, was not funny. But there was some fun in some of the nostalgia of the turtles and watching them be be together and their personality that was cool. But you know, it was just it, it wasn't enough to make it a four for me. So Did you say plot holes or plot Grand Canyons? Plot Grand Canyons. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> All right. So Ralph, what are your ratings? I give it. Six, uh, we'll find you if you talk about us, Stalker Turtles, out of ten. Six out of ten. All right. Yeah. So, so more than half. Yeah. Okay. Well, the action put it a little bit above the top. You know? Okay. Because okay. I like the action. Okay. okay. So you like the action. All right. Cool. Mike, what do you give it? I'd give it a three. I'd rather be watching an adolescent radioactive black belt hamsters movie out of ten. <laughs> What's with you with the hamsters? You, uh, you've, you've referred to hamsters multiple times. Did you guys never see that comic book? It was a comic book series for a while. It was the adolescent radioactive black belt hamsters. Really? Guess what it was a parody of? <laughs> Duh. Oh. <laughs> it's kind of like that. What was the name of uh, Battletoads? Battletoads was trying to like jump on that Ninja Turtle bandwagon. Battletoads oh, okay. was a, a video game of, 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 of fighting frogs. Okay. And it was really bad. But it was three of them. It was four of them. All right. All right. Yeah, so this one, this one went down a direct parody of it. <laughs> All right. So there you have it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't even have a funny thing to say about it, and neither does the movie. So um, <laughs> we'll be back with more. Meanwhile, twenty-two pages later, after we figure out um, Shredder, Schrader, what? Huh? Hey guys, it's the Master of the Six Claws here. That's right, Ralph the Tech. Just letting you know. Once you show us some love, check out our Facebook page at Meanwhile Twenty-Two Pages Later, or hit us up on Twitter at Meanwhile Twenty-Two. And you know, you can also check out our website. It's been up since the beginning of the show. I don't know why you're not there at Meanwhile22PagesLater.com. And I know I'm the master of six claws, but you can give us six claws too. Just go onto iTunes and give us a review. And now let's get back to the show. All right, so now we're back for the second half of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later. You know, I was going to say, I was going to say, we're back for the second half of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> wow, is it that long of a movie? <laughs> the audience would have totally sh- thrown out our freaking podcast. No! <laughs> By the way, shout out to um, the two gentlemen you were telling me about. I only know one. One's a friend of the other gentleman. But if you're listening, Tarek, thank you for listening. Tarek. You're looking out. And, and you're plus one. And the plus one, exactly. <laughs> get that plus one to get more pluses. We need more listeners. Yeah, we would love more listeners. So thanks for listening to us. Hopefully you, you still enjoy, even though we saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and also hopefully you're not hungover from last night. <laughs> yeah, I saw how hard you were partying at the party. I know. <laughs> how, um, in a nutshell, Mike, in a nutshell, in a, in a, in a half shell, um, <laughs> how was that party last night? Oh, it was a good time. It was a good time. It was a bunch of nerds. So, you know, it's just a good thing. Computer nerds. That's different than Oh, my nerds. God. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was drunk computer nerds, bad dancing. It was just, it was really, it was just a fun time. It was the, the group of girls was kind of dancing in a circle. And I'm like, I said to a friend, I'm like, 
oh, those girls, I'm like, they put their heart and soul into that dance. No rhythm, but their heart <laughs> and soul. <laughs> oh, I wish I would have been there. <laughs> I wish I would have been there. Oh, my God. That oh. Been, I, I'm wondering if the whole girl nerd thing translates the same way guy nerds do. You know, like guy nerds are kind of awkward and this and that. Yeah. And I always wondered if the girl nerds are always like that. Cause, yep. Really? Yep. Wow. <laughs> Should have called me up there. I would have. Oh, that's Ralph. That's Ralph's thing right there. <laughs> Girl nerds, crack the fingers. <laughs> I can show you a tank. <laughs> oh, Did yeah. my pants come see? <laughs> you want to help me refactor some coding? Let's go back to my place. Oh, want to yeah. see a long algorithm? <laughs> that's what I call it—the algorithm. <laughs> see, Ralph, I got you back. <laughs> there we go. All right. And using that applause as a segue, let's go into a little bit of a better movie, Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. Um, everybody remembers the first Sin City. We're going to go more into that in a second because I know Mike's synopsis probably will cover that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Why would I? See the damn movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I know I own the first, um, the, the first Sin City, and I rebought it because the first one came out, the first edition came out, and it was just the movie. The second edition came out, and it was the movie with the, com- with the mini comic book. Right, I had that one. Yeah, and I remember buying that one and just give him, getting rid of the other one. Right. <laughs> he just tossed it in the trash, literally. He's like, you know what? Fuck this. What was, Fuck. D- what was a DVD? I mean, that shit ain't worth anything now anyway. Yeah. You know how many DVDs I should be selling right now? You know how many DVDs you could use for pole uh, practice? Shooting <laughs> practice? Pole! <laughs> <laughs> well, with a... <laughs> With a scintillating um, synopsis is MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Please give us a synopsis for Sin City, a dame to kill for. All right. Well, here we go. (laughs) I'll wait for the creeper voice to come back. (laughs) Sin City, a dame to kill for, a.k.a. Sin City 2, is the sequel to 2005 Sin City. Uh, The film reunites directors uh, Robert Rodriguez and film uh, Frank Miller in a story that is primarily based on Miller's second Sin City book. It has a 43% rating on Rotten Tomatoes compared to the original 78%. Just FYI out there. Okay. Alrighty. Synopsis. Like the 2005 film, A Dame to Kill For is actually one movie told with several distinct stories, unrelated yet interwoven. And like the original, we are treated to more of the same old, same old. Thugs are beaten. Bodies are dismembered. Women are vicious. Men are goons. Cars are fast. Time is slippery. And Marv is the man. <laughs> we, are, we are treated to a... A philicidal senator, look it up, a quartet of bum-burning bastards, a plot involving Eva Green's breasts in shadow, Eva Green's breasts in light, <laughs> mariticide, look it up, Eva and Eva Green's in breasts in water. Yeah. And finally, a stripper with a bump and axe to grind. So with a script so thick with 1940s slang, I thought I was sucking on Humphrey Bogart's schlong. <laughs> Can Miller catch lightning in a bottle twice? Well, kind of. So this is starring Mickey Rourke as Marv, Jessica Alba as Nancy Callahan, Josh Brolin as Dwight McCarthy, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Johnny, Eva Green as Ava Lord, Bruce Willis as Josh Hardigan, Powers Booth as Senator Rourke, Rosario Darson as Gail, and Lady Gaga as Bertha, for all you that didn't realize that was her. By her eyebrows, I figured it out. Oh, wait. Hold on, Ralph. Go do it. Warning. This segment may contain spoilers. So leave Ralph alone. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, segment I, may contain spoiler, but Ralph evidently contains a lot of drugs that keeps him from realizing this ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, going back, yeah, Lady Gaga, I figured out who that was. I was like, wow. But actually, Lady eyebrows. You mean. But before we go into the, to, to the main bashing or non-bashing of the movie, um, did, you, did you find Frank Miller in the movie? He was in the movie? Yes, he was. 
No, where was he? Do you know Mike? No. Okay. If you ever remember, when, watch when they go to, what was the name of the strip club again? You mean where Nancy works? Yeah. Where, was where, it like Katie's or something? Katie's, like yeah. Katie's. When, every time they went to go to Katie's, look at the shots of when Marv is sitting at the table in front of the stage. Frank Miller's next to him as the old man drunk. Oh, okay. I don't think he was as the old man drunk. I think Frank Miller happened to be drunk on set, <laughs> and, they, and they couldn't get him off, so he, they just filmed. I'm surprised you guys didn't notice that because Frank Miller I is so. I wouldn't recognize Frank Miller if he walked in this. Really, you never seen? Oh my goodness! I, I think I've seen him once, but no. if you see him, you'll be like, oh, okay, and you'll never forget the way he looks again. He's right. that creepy. He looks yeah. like the crypt keeper from Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> and, shout, and shout out to Frank Miller. I mean, your work is great, but sometimes <clears> you just, <throat> your your old work was great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, so I just want to throw that Easter egg out there. So Frank Miller is in the movie, just like he was in, um, um, what was the name of the movie? The Spirit. He was in that also. I'll never find out. Because you never watch it. I've seen it once. Yeah, I'm like, I will never find that out. I'll watch it for Eva Mendes' ass. That was fantastic. Anyway. Chunky Eva. Hey, that ass is chunky. chunky. I'm great. (laughs) Anyway. Sin City. But what's scary, though, real fast, though, is when you were like, you know, Frank Miller, shout out, your work is great. I could just hear Frank. Hot damn, I'm making another Batman book. <laughs> Your old work was great. Aww. Pass me the bottle. It's <laughs> fucked up. Damn. All right. So let's go into Sin City, a Dame to Kill for. Let's go right into it. What'd you guys think? I I did enjoy it. It was very much same old, same old though. Um but it was still fun. Okay. You know, I definitely well you guys heard me. I was like cracking up here and there. Not so much because it was comedy, but it's just funny. Yeah, you know, I, I thought it was funny how when we're watching the movie and we're seeing, you know, Marv just kill this guy and we're cracking up. I noticed something. We were the only three people laughing. We were. Yeah. I'm like, I, I realized that like halfway through when I was laughing at some of those like really ultraviolet scenes because because they are laughable because they're so over the top that I'm like. Am I just that twisted? <laughs> Am I sitting like, in a room full of nuns and monks? We're sitting like, there. We see. We see Marv. He's um, chasing these kids into Old Town, and where he's like, what was it? Was it Old Town? Yeah, yeah. He chases the frat kids into, into Old Town. Into yeah. Old Town, he's like, oh, it's my old neighborhood. I know the locals. <laughs> the locals give me a warning shot, and I, I show them who I am. And then he got the, he t- I tell them where to shoot, and they get killed by some arrows. Right. Then he goes up and gets the last guy. He goes, he snaps his fingers, and a freaking <laughs> machete, like a cleaver, gets into his hand. And he cuts the guy's throat, and the blood is spilling over, and we're cracking up, but, and no one else. I'm but, looking around, I'm like, ah, wait, wait, no one else is laughing. When he snapped his fingers, and someone just threw him a knife, <laughs> that was the funniest damn thing. I'm like, are these people just hanging out with nothing to do? Like, oh, there's Mark. Better get the rope, arrows, and knives ready. You never know what that man needs, crazy kid. Oh my goodness. Well, I'll say that, Marv. I mean. Marv is always the man. Mar- Marv was, Marv was a great character, and between his one-liners and his over-the-top action, mm-hmm. Marv was great. But at the same time, I also feel that they know that Marv's the man, and it's just yeah. like you know, it's like they milk it for all it's worth. Yeah, like they then they do. You know, um, I mean, I, I had no I, oddly enough, I had no problem with anything that Marv was in. Okay, only because the stories just kind of worked. I mean, not that I had a huge problem with any of the stories or anything like that, but. It, you know, but you also have to feel bad for Marv. I always feel bad for Marv because he's just, he's a dumb mug that he loves people too much, the ones, the few people he loves, and they all use him. 
Yeah. Like, like you realize that like he only ever gets used. You know, he's either in a bad situation or someone's trying to like just use him to come on. To I need to go fuck something. Yeah. <laughs> what was the name of Jessica Alba's character? Nancy. 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 Yeah. How about when uh, when she's like really drunk and she's like really giving her slutty dance on the on the on the on the floor and Marv is like. I don't know. I can't watch this. It's like watching my sister. Yeah. Sex. <laughs> yeah. It's like watching my sister having sex. I mean, because that's why he loves it. He'll do anything for her. Yeah. You know, and that was actually, I mean, not that we didn't know that. I mean, well, I guess we assumed that Marv liked Nancy and wasn't hitting on her kind of a thing just from the other movie, even though we had no real reason to think that. Right. But they, I mean, it was actually nice that they threw that line in only because it was their easy way of stating that he would do anything for her because he sees her like a sister. So and I, I like that because they had to set it up for us to understand, well, why exactly? Because we haven't seen any true interaction between the two of them. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, Mar- Marv was great. I mean, I, I just one thing because they have Marv, because you have some of the people coming back as certain characters. Right. Um, the fact that they use and now that I realize they use the same three main story characters. Right. To tell these next three stories. Right. Made me a little bit angry. Well, I mean, remember these I mean, as much as there are some there are. I, there's some originality to the movies. I mean, they're based off of the books. So I'm assuming these characters are just repeatedly in the book. Right. Um, for anyone that's wondering, if you don't remember who Dwight McCarthy was, Dwight McCarthy was Clive Owen in the original movie. Right. And he had mentioned having plastic surgery. So here we get Josh, Josh Brolin as Dwight McCarthy this right. time. And then they did that really horrible update with the hairstyle to try and make you realize it was Clive Owen later on. It didn't time it, for it, me. It looked like, anyone ever watched The Three Stooges, it looked like when Mo got really old but kept the same hairdo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just looked like an old man with like a young guy's hairdo. You yeah, know? It, it wasn't really good. No, yeah. Absolutely. I, I, but I was disappointed because I thought that maybe that his story was a different person until I remember the name. I'm like, Dwight, that was the other guy's name. That was the other guy's right. name. And then I had to go home and, and look it up. And I said, Oh, it's the same guy from the first one. Oh, yeah. so the, so basically all three stories except for um, except John, Johnny. Johnny, Johnny, all of them are based off the same characters that were in the first one. I'm like, oh. right? I mean, they're all different stories, but yeah, I mean, you know, they are. I mean, the and the thing is, I mean, there is no bother trying to get a time frame on them. I mean, as far as they're not. Even though we're watching one story, we're not watching one time period of a story and stuff like but that. But that was my you know? issue because I feel like you know. Um, you you got it in the first one that it's different stories taking place at different times, right? Because like we were we were talking about in the movie theater, Marv dies in the first one. Marv dies. Spoiler <laughs> in in the first in the first part of the movie, and then we talk about Clive Owen's story, and then we right. go back to Nancy and Hartnett, right? Um, okay, so you get that, the, and those stories bounce around in time in regards to like which happened first or where they happened first. But I think with this edition, I paid more attention to where it was. Than the actual story, which kind of bothered me. Oh, really? No, Be- I didn't. That didn't do that because it's it's number one. Obviously, um, Marv's alive, right? Yeah. Okay, so Marv's alive. All right, so you figure, okay, it's before he got electrocuted in the electric chair, which I have a great pick. I have a great doll of him in my house in the electric chair. <laughs> Love that doll. Um, Is but- that the best you got? And it says that when you pre- when you when you press it, yeah. I haven't taken it out of the box in years. That but is it, great. It does that, and, you, and, it, and it, his eyes light up when you when you flip the switch. It's crazy. I love it. Anyway, um, but when you got to um, the second story, and you got to Dennis Hat, is it Hasbert? Who? The guy who plays um, the senator. Oh no, the one with the gold eyeball. Oh, oh, oh! oh, oh. I, I the, don't the know the president from Twenty Four. Yeah, right. the, the Allstate guy. Is it Dennis Hasbert or Dennis Halbert? I or? can't remember his name. Yeah. Well, well, anyway, he plays that character in in place of Michael Clark Duncan. He did a decent job. Right. But then you figure out, okay, well, if his eye is gold, is not golden yet, because you figured out who he was by the suit 
and how he looked. You're like, okay, well then this happens, and you start having to try to figure out where this is right. in everything. So, and he's like, oh, and Marv's alive, and Marv's helping him out. Okay, now I'm now I'm a little confused. Right. Well, this well the Marv story with with Nancy. Um. Well, actually, I'm sorry. Well, the Marv story. Because what's that guy's name? Uh, it's like Matuna or something like that, or something like that. Something um, like, yeah. He. Marv blinds him, and that's all the same story. I'm sorry, sorry about that dead air there. No, I'm sorry. Marv blinding him does is does not necessarily have to be in the same time frame as the Nancy story, because there's nothing about those two stories, even in the movie, that shows that they're interconnected by time. But even the Nancy and Marv story, you're like, okay, wait, so she kills the senator, but didn't the senator um, sentence Marv to die in the first one? Was it the senator that sent it, or was it the pope? Because the pope was the brother, right? But he killed. The, I don't know if it was the senator or all the senators. Because I remember I mean, he went. To, he went. One. I mean, he went to jail. But I mean, I don't remember particularly. I don't remember. I'm not saying it isn't. I just right. No, yeah, but, but do you see what I'm saying? With all this bouncing around for the second one, it added more complication. I feel like it would have been better if they would have went with maybe one, maybe a Marv story, right? And then went with two other characters. Like right. if they would have went with um um Joseph um, um Joseph Gordon Levitt's character. That would have been fine. Right. Well, Marv was in all other. He was in three out of the four stories. Right. Well, in the they first one though, right. Well, the first one with Marv is definitely. I will say it's either before Hardigan died or right after, because if you notice, that's when they were using old footage of Jessica Alba. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, you can, I mean, granted, she still looks beautiful um, and whatnot. Yeah, Her body's still great, but she you can does. see, even though it's 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 almost ten years, unlike Megan Fox. <laughs> um, her face didn't really show it as much. I mean, like, you know, yes, you can see she's older, but she looked, for 10 years, she looked very good and that having, way. And after having a baby. Yeah, and after having a baby, you know. But um, so but so you knew that, that they were trying to establish that this was either before Hardigan died or around right afterwards because she was still younger then. Um, because her story is four years after Hardigan died. Right. That's the actual line for it. So, right. So the actual story with Nancy and Marv is four years after Hardigan's death. So Marv's first, the story that kicks off is definitely before that because she's still young. But, but you do you know? see my whole point that the fact that it bounces around so right. much that it, I understand you, it, it, you, stories can be written this way. Oh, yeah. but, but when you're talking about sequels and, and trying to figure out where everything is, because it is smart to have different stories at different times and showing that they're interwoven. But then when you throw a sequel where it's more stories and more interwovenness, it just like, what? What the fuck? See, you know, I feel like it, for me, it, I, I was like, I need a time chart. <laughs> I need a time yeah, chart to figure out I can, who's yeah. alive and who's yeah, not. I can kind of see the time. I mean, I'm not saying I have it down, but I can kind of see it. So that's why it doesn't bother me. You okay. Know? Yeah. Um, the thing, you know, like, well, I, like I had to yell at the cap this morning. He was just like, hey, you know, I realized that Dwight was the same character. I'm like, Rosario Dawson had one love. She made that very clear in the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Hey, <laughs> snap hey. it up over there, <laughs> Rosario Dawson. Mm. Yeah, she 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 she's badass. <laughs> you know, she actually did a full frontal in a movie. Uh, I forget which one it was. Alexandria. Yeah, there you go. Yes. <laughs> wow, how did I know that off the top of my head? <laughs> I don't know. How did you know that off the top of your head? <laughs> <laughs> Alexandria. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, um, <laughs> that groan noise. Uh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> Speaking of nude, Eva Green. <laughs> Eva Green has flashed her breasts more times than anything, but I don't. It was just one of those things. I'm like, so Frank. Besides, evidently, you really wanted to see Eva Green's <laughs> breast. What was the exact? Because that story was just like, why am I still looking at your breasts yeah, right. again? 
And again, do you not own a top? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> well, apparently she was a, a lot in the tub and coming out of like a pool or whatever. So she skinny dips a lot, apparently. Right. And and sex. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, I'm like, was there a purpose of this? Or, did, yeah. or was she just like, I won't sign this contract unless my breasts are in it. <laughs> no, I think Frank Miller was like, okay, Eva, um, we're going to have you in this movie. What, 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 what's the big selling point of having you again? Because you were in 300, the, the sequel. What and, can we and do you, now? And you almost flashed a breath. Yeah. Yeah, what, what, what can we have? I will show it all. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so. It's just like, you, you know, what I like about you, Ava, you got the body of a whore in the face of my father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking about Eva Green's face looking so, like, very angular. angular. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, some of it's, I think she's staying too thin as she's getting older, so I think it's ang- making her face more angular. But also, I mean, you know, it's shot, you know, how the movie is, it's shot mostly in black and white and right. stuff like that, um, and, you know, enhanced with filter. But, and, you know, and then also depends on the type of makeup you use but when you try when you shoot in black and white obviously this one wasn't it looked like their makeup was probably more geared towards black and white because usually a lot of times in black and white films you were still colored in you were made up in color and then that makeup then gets the grays and whatnot naturally through the filming but it doesn't seem like they did that here so it looked like they paled out her face and then accentuated like what they wanted in black like certain lines yeah, yeah. And so that yeah. it made it made it look she looked so much older you know, it made her face to me look like like you could see the lines of her face. And right. I didn't, I just didn't think she was very flattering for her because I think she's pretty. I mean, I don't, I mean, she's not like wow, she's gorgeous. You know, she's not uh, Jessica Alba. <laughs> <laughs> she certainly wasn't she, Jessica she Alba. No Jessica Alba. You know, um, she certainly was not. But uh, <laughs> but, but, I mean, but she's a good actress, so she was, and she she was she was definitely I think enjoyed her role. She was definitely over the top, like most of the acting. You know, you have to over the top, not meaning bad. It just means like I think people really get into the melodrama. Yeah. And, and you can tell that so many people want to be part of this movie and some of the actors that I, I, I like like I'm a Jeremy Piven fan right. from, from when he's on Entourage mm-hmm. oh my god I love Entourage uh, and he plays the detective's um, partner yeah, who, yeah that was Chris killed. Maloney from uh, SVU yeah mm-hmm. Chris Maloney I was very happy to see him he was, good. Work. He, was, yeah. he was fun he was pretty good to watch also but um, um, so now what did we think about uh, oh just to give everybody a rundown really fast um, so the stories the, the title for the stories is Just Another Saturday Night and that's about Marv killing the four frat boys or at least hunting them down that were burning bums um, and it's it also was weird there were two things set up or possibly two because he in Marv's mind since he didn't know which one happened they may be interrelated or they may not be related they set something up and never went there and I don't understand what the purpose of setting up was uh, in that same story he has a Bernini coat oh yeah and oh, he's yeah. like yeah I don't know where I got it from and I'm like oh I guess that'll be part of the story no, nope. not in any of the stories. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, where did I get these gloves from? And they were really nice gloves with zippered back. And I'm like, that also wasn't part. Because I kept looking at, uh, at the black guy's hands because yeah. he had gloves, but they weren't the same gloves. And I'm like, so that was just weird. I'm like, so you <laughs> set up this thing about the coat and the gloves, but you didn't address them. I pay attention to timeline. Mike pays attention to wardrobe. <laughs> but, because it was brought up <laughs> as a story point, too. No, yeah. less. You know, that was the worst part. Marvin's like, why'd you call me Bernie? Bernini, I called, right. I called you Bernini because of the coat that you're wearing. And then he's like, "I have no idea where I got the coat." And you're like, "Okay, well that's the story plot, so let's find out." <laughs> Evidently, we have to wait for another movie for that. Um, all right. Um, so the next one was also the Long Bad Night, and that's about Johnny, which is J- uh, Jason, what uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Uh, he's a gambler. He seeks to beat the senator. Uh, seeks to beat Senator Rourke, which is his father, at poker to prove he is better. 
Um, that doesn't go too well. Yeah, I, I like. Well, Senator. he beats him twice. Yeah, well, that part went well. <laughs> I, <laughs> well like, I like the guy who well plays either. Senator Work. Oh, that was Powers Booth. Yeah, Powers, Powers Booth is always great. Fantastic. He's a great actor. Fantastic. Made you feel like you really wanted to hate him. And yeah. You really wanted to like you know he, watch he him. You have that kind of face that I wanted to punch repeatedly. Oh yeah, that's Powers Booth is excellent. At Fantastic. Yeah, and it was funny. Stacy Keach was in it. Yeah. Um, as who's he play? The um, some I forget something with a W is the name of the character or something like that. But he was some creepy disgusting looking creature you know yeah and i was very surprised stacy keach got some yeah. burn i was very yeah. like, once again i was very happy a lot of the different actors got some got some run in this oh yeah so and, the, i'm sorry and i did like joseph joseph gordon levitt's character oh no it was a good character you know it just surprised me the way everything went down with that one but i did like mm-hmm. the story you know yeah oh and also christopher lloyd don't forget was in there yeah oh that's as, right as the doctor sir popsicle stick liquor that was just so funny. But he plays it like um um a little bit like d- a like, like a, Doc from Back yeah. to the Future. If he had but a, but only like Doc if he was just like it would be like the real world version of Doc. <laughs> like yeah, you didn't make money off of your invention. You're just a sad man that's probably like jerking off to kid porn. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. he's like, oh, once he fixes up Joseph Gordon Levitt, what? Not even a thank you. <laughs> but wasn't that? Didn't he use that line in some movie? Or am I just? No, 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 probably not. I can't remember. I can't All right. remember. Uh, third uh, out of the four was a dame to kill for, which is Ava Lord seduces ex-lover Dwight into killing her abusing husband. But this was a plot to have him kill an innocent man for his money. Right. Yeah. I thought that was, that was, I mean, it was pretty devious in certain ways, but it was very over the top. And, and, and just, it was just over the top. I mean, like, it was weirdly over the top. Like, like, like you know, she was like almost like a, you're supposed to get like, she was like kind of a, a colleague. Goddess of death, kind of a person. Mm-hmm. It was just weird. It was just like way over the top. I mean, the, you know? the guy called her goddess. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like they kind of gave this feeling that she's almost like the goddess of death, or at least that she worships it, or oh, seduction. Yeah. I mean, like that she could just seduce evil. it. It was just. I mean, it was cool but weird. I mean, you know? she made the the cop go crazy. Yeah. Shoot his partner and shoot himself. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was like it was very over the top. I felt like the girls in Old Town in that story were kind of weak. Oh, they were lame. They were like they were like the girls that like Miho like, wasn't like the same Miho. I mean, well, it wasn't the same Miho. Yeah. yeah, she was very lame. And they went for an overly, overly pretty, like model thin. Like, and it was just like I don't really believe you're Miho. Right. And then the other girls were like the lame versions of the original girls. Because the other girls were pretty, but they had like kind of a toughness about like an edge, them. Yeah. Yeah. These look like like they just went to the mall and was like, "Do you have a cowboy hat? <laughs> <laughs> a couple of well, fake pistols? Sure." I like the Vizari Dawson. I just, I mean, and she did more. She, she did more, but she wasn't as tough, though. She wasn't a tough, big, well, but also because she had to play the distraction, um, right. you know, and playing the girl, and then all of a sudden right. she let Miho out. Right. But, I mean, I, I, I like Rosario Dawson, and, and I, liked, I, I liked her in this movie, but not as much as I liked her in the first one. Right, yeah. I, I mean, again, she was good. I just really did enjoy her better in the first. And then there was Nancy's Last Dance, which Nancy falls down the rabbit hole of revenge and insanity and lists Marge's help to take down Senator Rourke. Okay, I've got something to say about that one. If, say it. Okay, if Jessica Alba... Stop first, saying it. <laughs> first off, since when did Jessica Alba's character of Nancy become J-Lo from the movie Enough? <laughs> <laughs> well, they did say that ever since the death that she went on, a, you know, learning how to use the gun and stuff like that. Her flexibility is just from being a stripper. Yeah, because, it, because <laughs> evidently, Robert Rodriguez will tell you from Planet Terror, anyone that's a stripper is good with a gun and killer moves. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. But, but it's funny because, like, if, especially Jessica Alba, after her comment saying, I would never show my breasts on film, what would I talk about my, pa- my, gr- my grandparents at the Thanksgiving table? She I could show her breasts. No, but what I'm saying is if she's going to transform herself from stripper to a vengeful gun-toting femme fatale, 
at least show a boob. Because, I mean, she's not even believable. What the hell does one have to do with the other? Because she's not believable as a stripper. She's not even believable as a crime fighter. So if you she's, want a, to- she's not a stripper. She's a go-go dancer. <sighs> yeah, she wasn't a stripper. She is a dancer. Oh. An exotic dancer, not a go-go dancer. No, because, I mean, go-go dancers don't take off their clothes. Right. No, but that's what, she's an exotic dancer. She didn't take off her clothes either. She yeah, so I'm saying she's a go-go dancer. Exotic. They oh, prefer it. It sounds right. better. Exotic go-go dancer. Either way, I'm sorry. If you're going to try to tell me that Jessica Alba, pretty little Jessica Alba, pass, way past Dark Angel, puts some fucking slices in her face, cuts her hair, and learns how to shoot a gun, and she's ready to tackle fucking Senator Work's place with Marv, and, she's got to show a boob. If you're going to go for one believability, you got to give me the other. I, I'm still lost on the connection. I, I can only imagine the cap as a cop. The homicide seat. <laughs> Well, we caught her dead the right. She was filmed shooting up these people. She used to be a, a good standing um, member of the church, and she was an A student in class, but she first went crazy, and we videotaped her shooting her family. Did she show her breasts? Well, no, she was fully dressed. <laughs> let, her, let her go. She's obviously innocent. It, it must have been somebody else on the film because okay. only killers show their breasts. Okay, <laughs> let, me drive, let me drive the joke home. Fuck it. You're trying to make me believe that she's a killer, that, that this stripper can become a fucking formidable killer? Okay, you want me to believe that? I'll believe it once you show me she's a stripper and she shows a boob. That's all she I'm saying. She wasn't a stripper. We just established that she was an exotic dancer. Okay, well, then I takes away from that. <laughs> Come and, on, and Mike. She, let me live. But also remember, she wasn't a hardened killer. She didn't kill until she killed the first one with Marv. Right. That's why Marv right. left the guy alive. I mean, and I like that because it was very understood of he wasn't right. judging her. It was basically because, again, if she didn't kill that guy, I guarantee you the next sentence out of Marv's life, a sentence would have been, I'll handle this alone. Because he wouldn't have just let her go because he wasn't going to let go. Granted, she lied about who did what to her. But since he believed it was Senator Rourke, he wasn't going to be like, well, we're not going to get revenge. He would just been like, you're not ready for it. I need somebody that's going to kill. First of all, I need someone has got my back. Right. <laughs> you know, and I like that scene because I thought, at least for me, it was all stated in him when he left the guy alive and he just walked away. And he didn't even, he just stood and kind of looked at her without giving a knowing look. He just stood and looked at her, and it was her option of what to do next with that one guy that was left alive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he just waited and saw if she shoot him, would shoot him or not. And I liked that scene. I thought it was a very good scene. You yeah. know? And that's where she picked up the Infinity Crossbow, which apparently <laughs> has so many arrows, and it shoots them in rapid succession. New Infinity Crossbow <laughs> from Acme. <laughs> I mean, that Roadrunner's going down. I didn't even see her, like, reload that thing. It was like, no, it was like... Well, it had, like, a base... Um, like a square base I think the arrows were in there and that it was some kind of but I'm like even if it automatically puts it up it's not going to rechamber the crossbow um, string string. I'm like that you're going to have to pull back <laughs> you know? I just couldn't believe that, she, that that Nancy would go all the way like that for that character. I was like, no, for hard again. Well, she went crazy. I mean, that's she really. I mean, again, there was no dramatic buildup, but I mean, you had to realize she went down. I mean, th- Nancy will never be the same. I mean, Nancy's fucking crazy. <laughs> you know, like she's not. This revenge is enough. The girl's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty crazy though when uh, uh, when she's going to kill Senator Rourke, mm-hmm. and he guys the drop on her, and that lightning flashes, and in the mirror you see Hardigan. Hardigan's uh, reflection, and he's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, and that's where you know Nancy gets her her chance and then shoots him right there. Yeah, like that was just crazy. Those like it makes you wonder. It's like okay, so she wasn't really just seeing him; he really was there. You know, well, I mean, protecting I mean, I, her right, in a way, right? About to say, like, you know, you get the you know questions asked, which is, you know, yeah, she was delusionally seeing him, but at the same time, Hardigan's always looking over her. That's his, that's her guardian angel. You know, I did think it was very. I mean, not that they had to craft a story around it, but it was very underwhelming use of Bruce Willis. You know, 
Oh, Bruce Willis is very underwhelming lately. <laughs> well, another person we can't have on the show. <laughs> you don't think Megan Fox is going to come back after my review? <laughs> I'm sitting next to me. Well, so far, Jessica Alba seems to be okay. Oh, she's yeah. fine. Until until I have anything else to say about her for a later she's movie. She's fine. I just, I'm like, why, I'm, that's my first question. Hey, Jessica Alba, welcome to me while 22 pages later. My first question, why don't you show a boob? <laughs> Jessica, slam. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> we just heard back. Mickey Rourke, I'll show you my boob <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that definitely sounds about right we just heard back from eva mendes's people they're like nope sorry she said no <laughs> wait but did she say no and she was eating a slice of pizza wow <laughs> i'm just Leave curious her alone all right anything else on, on this movie gentlemen um yeah. I, I thought they did have they added a couple of um cinematic effects i thought was kind of cool uh like I, what was it? I had commented on it. it was something about the way one of the cars turned, and they blended the scene with Marvel. I forget what it is. They did have a couple of cinematic turns I really did like. I just cannot remember clearly which one it was, but um, but again, I did still feel that all in all, the movie was very much the same old, same old. Which is, it's not bad. It's just, you know, you it, the look is fine for it to be the same, but it just didn't feel like you gave me anything much new. Like if this had come out one year after Sin City. It would have felt the same, like you know what I mean. Right, it didn't, exactly. It yeah. didn't feel like holy shit. Ten years later, Frank's been crafting up some storms over here. Rodriguez has gotten like extra, extra on his directing. You know, it just felt like, oh, this should have come out a year later, but you just right. delayed it. You know, exactly. That's, that's kind of the way I feel. Also, I feel like with, I mean, once again, just like Three Hundred, another Frank Miller um, oh. movie. Well, that one wasn't him. Yeah, it wasn't him. Well, it was Zack Snyder taking taking notes from his other story that hasn't even been finished yet. Right. Yep. But the fact that it's still a, a a Frank Miller property. Right. Once again, these these not these novel new ways of showing um, you know, these cin- cinematic effects. Right. For both Three Hundred and for um, Sin City, don't work well in the sequel. They don't right. hold up as well because it's not as interesting anymore because we've seen it already. Right. You know, and I think there's only but so much you can you can hope for that, and that's kind of how I felt about the movie. Also, I felt like you know, yeah, it was fun. And I liked it, but. I felt like you get caught up in, you know, the thing that made it wow the first time is not wow the second time. Right. So then, therefore, you, you it requires a really good story. Right. And like I said, some of the stories were fun and whatnot, and I enjoyed most of the stories. It just wasn't really good story. You know, it wasn't a really good story, at least I felt for it. But, but nonetheless, I still enjoyed it. All right, cool. All right. Ratings. Um, Sin City, a dame to kill for. MFG, what's your rating? I'm going to give this movie seven... I'm now qualified as Eva Green's mammographer out of 10. <laughs> I'm serious. I could pretty much tell you if she's got a lump, uh, you know, like when her last exam was, you know. Oh, goodness. <laughs> All right. Ralph? Uh, I give you, uh, I'm going to say, seven and a half infinity crossbows out of 10. You just had to put a half. Yes. <laughs> I, I had to do one half better than you. All right. As for me, I'm gonna go for see. I, I have seven a mi- and three quarters. I have, I have <laughs> something like that. I have a mixed rating. I have two different rating systems. Again, know, really? Well, I don't know if I know, but see, one was for kids, one was for adults. This is for the same rating. It's like I don't know whether to go for people that like breasts and people that like booty. I mean, what's the- <laughs> yeah, I was actually gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say either um, four bony skeletons with boobs, aka Eva Green, out of six, <laughs> or four. 
Jessica Alba not stripping and getting people mad out of six. I think the only person that's mad in this room is you. I am <laughs> mad. I am very mad. I enjoyed the dance. It was fun. I mean, of course. It, it was, was really funny too that, that like that was also the like they extra long the dance. Yeah. Which again was fine. And I mean and some people could stretch an argument into saying that that was to show her determination of owning both lives which wouldn't really be an argument but it was just like no frank wanted to see her dance and they had to stretch the movie like it, it when i was watching the dance i'm like oh it was great and again she looked fantastic and and it was a fun dance it was nothing over the top but it was a right. fun dance but i'm like you're just stretching this movie aren't you and it's not that long it's only an hour and 41 minutes and it felt like it needed when you realize the other movie was over two hours long yeah you know it just felt like yeah, you didn't have a lot th- this time did you yeah <laughs> once, once again sin city falling f- falling flat a little bit in regards to oh, length and story. And let's keep our eyes open there. Does everyone know? What is Sin City? What is the actual name of the city? Oh, um, come on, come on. Le- le- nope. Is it nope. Forget it. Next. <laughs> Please. Like, I was paying attention to the city there, there, name. There, there, there's, there's, show. A, there's a sign in both yeah. movies that tells you the actual name of the, the city. It's Basin. B-A-S-I-N. Basin. Basin. Basin City. Yeah. Just, just checking out there. Yeah, now you absolutely. guys know. Yeah. Well, I saw Frank Miller, so fuck it. <laughs> you did. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. Sin City 2. Fun. Just not as fun as the first one. Guys, please don't go anywhere. Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. Okay, I try to hold that long. <laughs> now with the extra long O. <laughs> That's for you ladies out there. Wow. <laughs> Oh, wow, Ralph. Very impressed. (laughs) You know the segment, people. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we never make it under a minute. But I mean, Why? Because it takes them so damn long to say a sentence. Oh, (laughs) shut up. He's always... (laughs) That's all, folks. It's what happens when when I take so long to to do a... What the hell? What, to finish the the sentence, like I said. Cut. I'm kidding. (laughs) Oh, my God. What is wrong with me today? All right. All right, guys. Got five questions. I'm very curious on your answers because some of them are inspired by some people. Shout out to Patrick if you ever hear this. The third question is something that I thought about. And for Jamal. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like a Jamal versus a Patrick question. Friends of Mike and I. <laughs> so I'm dying to hear what the answers are going to be. You guys ready? You ready? Ready? Ah, whatever. Oh, here we go. Ready, set, go. Do you think Harlequin was a good addition to the DC Universe? Mike. She was, but now she's overplayed. Wow. Ralph. Have you seen her body? Hell yeah. And then you talk about me with Jessica Alba, really? You do know she's a drawing, right? <laughs> hey. I'm not hot. I'm just drawing that way. Have you seen the cosplayers? <laughs> all right. Hell all right, yeah. All right. All right. Which one of Flash's rogues could get his own book? Ralph. Uh, I think uh, Captain Boomerang could probably get his own book. Really? Wow. Okay. Lame, lame book. <laughs> Mike. Individually, they're all lame. I, I'll go Heat Wave, Maybe? I suppose, I if you had to. <laughs> the, top, the top tops. Really? Top. Whatever. <laughs> Which series of movies was worse? The Matrix Trilogy or the Star Wars prequels? Mike. That's easy. The Matrix Trilogy. Sorry, Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph. Misa, I think you was all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you're saying Star Wars prequels, huh? Yeah. All right. In regards to the movies, do you prefer... Time is up. Well, I'll keep going because that's what I do. Um, in regards to the movies, do you prefer to see Batman's eyes when the mask is on, Ralph? Uh, no, I think it's better not to see his eyes. Really? It doesn't look cartoony? I mean, you don't think it looks too cartoony when that happens? I think it looks more intimidating when that happens. Interesting. Mike. 
I don't like looking at his eyes when I'm undressing it. Just, <laughs> oh, I, you're just talking about in the movie. I'm sorry. Um, I say no, not as long as the whites are relatively expressive. Give me a little bit expressive like they do in the cartoons. Or, or, or like McFarlane did with Spider-Man back in the 90s. No, that was way too much. <laughs> That's why I said relatively expressive. All right. And last question. DC rebooted their universe with Crisis on Infinite Earths and obviously New 52. And Marvel tried to reboot it with Heroes Reborn. What would you think of an X-Men reboot? Ralph. Uh, no. No? No. You mean start from scratch and, you know, like give the audience a chance to like relearn about the X-Men? I mean, don't we already know about the X-Men? Some things have turned out wrong. I guess if they're going to do a reboot, maybe try with a different story. Okay, interesting. All right, Mike. Well, the two things you mentioned are universal reboots. I mean, so rebooting the X-Men would just be part of a universe. I say that... I think I'd wear Stan Lee's colon like a necklace while gunning down the staff at Marvel. <laughs> it, would just, it, would just be, it would just be ridiculous. I mean, I hate rebooting a universe. Rebooting the characters, yeah. It's, it's, it's one thing that Marvel has really shied away from, which I think most of the fans really appreciate, is that they haven't just, you know, they, they try and modernize when necessary and as necessary to their groups and teams and individuals. Right. But they rarely just go, yeah, that never happened. You know, like, right. you know, and I like that because it's like, yeah, You'll try and figure out how it works out or just don't mention it. It doesn't mean you're saying it didn't happen. You're just not mentioning it, you know, like, and I think that's at least it says to the fans. Yes, we remember you. We know you've read our stories and thank you. As opposed to DC, that's just like, fuck you. I got a new idea <laughs> you know, like, and it probably won't work. And you know what? Now you like that one. Fuck you. I got another new idea. <laughs> it's, a, it's a square peg round hole. And they're like, fuck you. It's not a square. <laughs> Keep hitting it through. It'll get in. <laughs> wow. Where's the bell for that one? <laughs> Thank you. Oh my goodness! First time I had to um, cue him for that one. And, and let's let's uh, realize something. That was the first bell of the show. What? That's the first bell of the show. Ooh. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Wow. Nice. At Dang. the end, you weren't paying attention. <laughs> that means that we've said nothing that would offend an eight-year-old. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> unless or, unless that eight-year-old happens to be the child of, of uh, Chunky Eva. Oh come on! <laughs> Which probably means she ate him already. <laughs> Oh, man, oh. I'd like to eat it. But anyway, <laughs> and that's it for our show. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, and RT Square, Ralph the Tech, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky, and summer's over. What are you going to do?